So let me ask everybody watching this right now. If I was to ask you, what would you consider the greatest upset in the history of professional sport? Divided opinions, of course, but many suggest it is February 11th, 1990 in Tokyo, Japan, when the seemingly unstoppable Iron Mike Tyson got knocked out and lost his undisputed titles to my guest today. Please welcome, I'm honored to welcome him today, James Buster Douglas. How did you first, I mean, I know you're the son of a boxer, Billy uh, Dynamite Douglas. So obviously that's right. how you got into boxing, is that right? Yes. So how yeah, old Columbus were you? Ohio first national, Columbus, Ohio, first national Golden Glove champion in 1963. Wow. In Chicago, he won a Golden Glove. Fantastic. And he ran he his own Chicago. boxing gym. Is that right? Your dad had his own boxing gym? Right. It was ran by the city. He was employed uh -huh. by the city part-time. And he did a uh, part-time gig on the evenings over at Blackburn Recreation Center. Brand new facility. Okay, so I need to ask you, because this I only learned something about you recently. Um, you were quite a talented basketball player as well, quite the college superstar. So at what yeah. point <laughs> at what point did you make the decision, okay, I'm gonna focus solely on boxing? Well, you know, I started boxing at 10 and I did it competitively from 10 to 15. <laughs> then I got involved in other sports and really took a liking to basketball. And went to the high school. We were like state champions in 1977, number two in the country wow. overall. Yeah, we were undefeated. Fantastic. And uh, then I got a scholarship to uh, Coffeyville Community College mm -hmm. out in Coffeyville, Kansas. And uh, did that for three years, played ball for three years in college. And then after my junior year, I decided to go back into boxing. I had a yearning desire to box again. I wanted to go back into it and call my dad and told him that uh, when I came home that summer, I wanted to turn pro uh, where well, it began. Okay, so that was my next question. Was the plan always to turn pro? It was. Yes. I know. I mean, you only lost two of your first 21 professional fights. That's quite, quite an achievement. But then I know you lost, after you lost uh, four fights, I believe, in your pro career, uh, you decided I needed a change. So a bit of change of management, a change of your trainers. Is that right? But this was a difficult decision to make because your trainer was your father. Yeah, right, right. And manager as well. So manager as well. Okay. Decided to take another route. Yeah, it was, a, it was a difficult time because it was just having to let, you know, tell my dad that I was no longer going to go with him and I was going to go with another gentleman and, and have my uncle train me mm -hmm. and uh, that took some time so i brought my mother in so she could either neutralize her okay. keep things in order <laughs> so she and, did a good job and when you did uh make the changes you it almost reinvented your career you had a, a really fresh start and i know you won six you had six victories in a row including beating some big names, Trevor Bird, Burbick and Oliver McCall as well, um, which of course led on to the undisputed uh, title shot against Mike Tyson in Japan. So talk us about th this time. Uh, did you feel ready for, for the title shot? Oh, most definitely. That was my second shot at the title because I had one previous in 87. A portion of the title, the IBF title, I lost to Tony mm -hmm. Tucker 
mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Then I had to restart over again, and you know I came back to get an opportunity to fight in 1990 against Mike Tyson. I felt totally confident and totally ready for whatever. Fantastic. And uh, focus was on point. Good. And you know what? I mean, it's well documented, of course. Uh, sadly, you lost your mom 23 days before the fight, suddenly. So if ever there was a, a perfect excuse for somebody to pull out of a fight, the biggest fight of their life, yeah. that was it. But you, you used this as a divine inspiration, really, didn't you? What Was that a difficult decision to make? That's or right. easy? You know, not at all, because I was easy, because like... Uh, Few days before she came over to my house, my mother did and talked to me about how I was feeling and where I was mentally. And uh, after we discussed it, she felt confident in my abilities and felt that I was focused and, and ready to go. Oh, she told all her girlfriends that I was going to win. There, there's nothing like a mother's belief for inspiration, is there? That's right. Yeah. That's absolutely. right. She was like that with all my brothers. With oh, all that's- of Fantastic. That's great to hear. So well done, first of all, for uh, using this very, very difficult time in your life. To, you used it in the right way to, to cha- uh, channel your energy and your focus in a positive way and to honor your mother. So that was fantastic. Um, so well done for that. Now, Mike Tyson, as we all know, at the time, he seemed indestructible. It was, it was supposed to be a routine title defense for him, wasn't it? It was like nobody was really right. giving you a chance. Right, that's why we ended up fighting in Japan because nobody mm-hmm. in the United States was, was bid on the fight, you know. Wow. Was willing to take that risk. So they, they took it over the seas to Japan. I had to travel across the pond to fulfill yeah. my dream. Wow, unbelievable. And you were a 42 to one underdog. You never hear of this. Actually, two it was worse race. than that. Was it? Actually, it was worse than that. It wasn't even on the books. Oh, That's actually, yes. Yeah, right. Cause it was, it's just it one casino. Yeah, Mirage. They ended up uh-huh. putting it at 42 one, but prior to that, it wasn't even, it was, it was a walk-off. Incredible. Well, I hope a few of your family uh, had a couple of dollars on it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so is it true that Mike was so confident going into this fight that he didn't even have a cut man in his corner? Is that right? Because I've been studying the footage and I've been trying to see this. I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. I knew what I was doing. I was preparing for a fight of my life. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got the fight of his life. And he got the fright of his life, too, in the eighth round, I think. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, Okay, so it was, in my opinion, and I watched the fight again recently when I knew I was going to speak to you. I mean, it was a near flawless performance. You were dominating start to finish in, in my eyes. The only time where, I don't know how you feel about it, did, was it a lack of concentration in your mind or was it just in the eighth round, Mike possesses this dangerous knockout punch that can turn a fight on its head? Was it just a lack of concentration on your point or did Mike, Mike was just so good he got that shot in with the uppercut? And if Buster was out of gas in the early going of this round, he's got it back together in the late portion here. Raising left hand, chopping right, missiles. Uppercut landed by Mike Tyson. That's one of the few uppercuts he's landed in the fight. We've been looking for that all night. Oh, that's a nice uppercut that time. 
side and drops Buster Douglas. The counts up to two and three and four. His eyes from where I'm sitting look fairly clear. It's up to seven and eight. And here it is at nine. Is he going to get up? Yes, he does. Yeah, it was a little bit of both. Lack of concentration because I stopped fighting. I started wanting to admire my work, looking at him like, yeah, what, what, what do you think about me now? And I, like <laughs> I got caught with that shot. Yeah. It was like a no. wake-up call. Like, you better stay on because he's still alive. Well, you know what? That's interesting that you said it was like a wake-up call because as soon as you hit the canvas, the first thing you did, you punched the canvas. You looked annoyed at yourself. That you were caught. Yes, I was disappointed because that brief moment I wanted to reflect in the middle of a yeah. title fight <laughs> and got caught. Of course. But that told me, when, when, you, when you were punching the canvas, that told me your head was still clear, but you were just caught with a good shot. Yeah, so momentum yeah. forced me back. Uh -huh. I was trying now, to fight it, but I couldn't. Yeah, of course. Now, I know that there's there's controversy about the count. I'm not going to touch on this too much because you won that fight. You deserve to win that fight. You were the undisputed champion. No arguments. You, that was your night and you deserved it. But I know there was a little bit of controversy about, about the, the count. But one thing I just want to say from a fan, in your defense, you took as many seconds as the referee gave you. I believe if the referee... Yeah, I believe if the referee counted faster, you still would have gotten up. You did the smart thing and yeah. took the time. Yeah, I picked it up about three. Yeah. Picked up the count about three, so I knew I had a few seconds to do a quick body check and mm -hmm. yeah, you make did sure the smart all, thing. all the families is in order. Yeah, take your time. Don't get excited because that's the uh -huh. first thing you do, get excited and jump mm -hmm. right up, and that makes it even worse, the effect exactly. of the punch. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The message equilibrium even more, so, yep. you know. And then in round nine, that, that was a bit of a back and forth. Both fighters were going for it in round nine. You started getting the better of them again. And then in round 10, you finished the job in devastating fashion. Boom, 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 boom. It was incredible. Uh, and the difference between you going down and Mike going down, to me, you always look composed, taking your time, listening to the ref's count and getting up and punching the canvas, but Mike didn't know where he was, and he's looking for his mouthpiece, which to me was a bit strange. Right. Yeah, I know when he did that, I knew he was hurt, because if he had been coherent, he'd, he'd have got up in his head, but once he started looking for that mouthpiece, I knew it was over. I knew then that he, he was hurt. He was in a bad area. Look at this. Buster not intimidated. He wants to keep it going. Mike, actually, his legs, he's noticed his legs in these wide shots. He doesn't have good bounce in his knees. Buster's legs actually look fresher to me. See Mike the way he went back in his heels, doesn't have the good balance. His legs together as Buster's landing these. Oh, nice uppercut by Buster Douglas. Look at this. He's knocked Mike Tyson down for the first time in his career. Mike Tyson hits the canvas. He's in big trouble. He may not be able to recover. It's up to seven and eight. He's not going to make it. How did you feel at that moment, at that very moment? You knew it was over. Your dream had come true. Great. Childhood, childhood dream come true. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I knew I did it. Yeah, it was an awesome feeling.
somebody asked me recently, how come there was never a rematch? But am I right in thinking you didn't, because of all the controversy with Don King and the time and the count, you, you were reluctant to deal with these guys again. Was that right? They changed things, you know. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. It was a horrible, you know, the way they started whining and crying. It went from the baddest man to the planet, on the planet to a baby, you know, <laughs> whining and crying. It was like, that was totally shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that, that was your moment, and you deserved every second of it. Um, okay, so you moved on. Your, your title defense was not too long later. So you fought Tyson in February. You had your first defense in October, if I'm right, against Evander Holyfield. Now, that, that's a tough first fight to have. Right. So he, he was next in line. That, that was a yeah, tough Yeah, but with all the distractions leading up to it, it kind of helped in a way for him to... I wasn't totally focused, so, you know, there was a lot of pressure after the fight because it was, it was ongoing, yeah. ongoing, uh, one thing after another, you know, yeah. after the fight with the court case, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just a mess, and it was very, it got to me, unfortunately. Okay, so so you did not feel prepared for, for that fight? Well, it was a lot of, it was a lot of pressure. You only had maybe, you know, two and a half months to prepare for the fight. You know, after the uh, court case and dealing with Don King, and then I had to go right into the training. And, yeah, you know, it was a pretty tough time, pretty hard situation to get do. you know, trying to get things lined up for the first defense. Um, after the Vander Holyfield fight, you announced your retirement. So I'm just wondering, was this something you realized during the fight? You know what? I've come to the end. Or is it a, a decision you put a lot of thought into? A little bit of both. You know, okay. there's a lot of things going on. And sure. I had to absorb a lot at one time. It was a lot, man. It was a lot to deal with. You know, okay. the first thing I felt like you're doing was just getting out of it, walking away from it. Of course, of course. And I know, James, if it's okay for me to ask you about this, I know you've had a tough time in retirement as well. Um, I mean, You've had some personal problems. It's never easy to lose a parent. You've lost both of your parents. Uh, You lost two of your brothers as well were shot dead. This this was a difficult, difficult time for you when you retired. Uh, Can I ask ask with you, you, how did you deal with that and how did you bounce back? Because you're in a very good place right now, which is wonderful to see. It was was pretty tough, like you said. It was just something that I had to deal with and it was just uh believing in god and you know giving me the strength to get get through it all you know like you said before i'm in a great place now i feel wonderful happy about life and it's a joy to wake up every day oh that's great to hear it's great to hear it well done um okay because i mean the turning point for you was you had gained a lot of weight what was the turning point exactly when you knew i have to turn my life around <laughs> When I woke up in a in the hospital on my gurney, when you know, coming out of a diabetic coma, wow. I was like, "Wow, second chance!" The light came on. I was like, well, "Let me get up out of here." Unbelievable. I still got some fighting to do. How long so were you in the diabetic coma? Getting back into the game of life. About three days. It was oh touch and go for a little while. Well, I'm, I'm so happy to see you've come out the other side of it and you're doing good. So it's great to see that. Um, you did make a comeback. You made a boxing comeback. What was the decision behind this? Was it for health reasons rather than financial? Because health, 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 health. 
Yeah, that was just to get back into it, you know, and just to get my physical and mental strength back together. Mm-hmm. You know, just determination to get back into the game of life, so to speak. And that was the way of doing it. Yeah. Well done. And so many fighters are making comebacks. You see it all the time. Your old friend Evander Holyfield making a comeback. What do you think of this? Yeah, he's never going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a warrior for real. So. Yes, he he's in good shape. He's always looked after himself, hasn't he? Uh, when you came back, you had six straight victories. But you had a very controversial fight with Luis Monaco. Talk to us about what happened in that fight. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh fight where he hit me after the bell. The bell had rung and he caught me with his shot and it was just a totally late punch. They gave you time to recover, but you couldn't recover. So it was a DQ. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, your professional record all in all is very impressive. 38 wins, six losses, one draw. That's an impressive record, James. Impressive indeed. I know you're in a really good place and it's wonderful to see. You're training now. You train fighters, including two of your sons. Is that right? Yes. I got an amateur boxing program, the same program that I came up under. So I'm involved with it and uh, having a good time with the, working with the kids and uh, the adults. And it, just, it feels it's a good place. I mean, as you said, I'm in a great place. and uh, That's great. Pretty excited that, about every day. So you have uh, two sons, if I'm right. Uh, Kevin, who is nine, is that right? And Artie, 21. So h- how is right. their boxing abilities? Do you see similarities or have they got their own unique style? Uh, they have their own unique styles. Hard workers. Are they there? Bring them in and say hello if they're there beside you. Artie's here. Artie, come here, Artie. Let's say hello. Because Artie's set Artie, up things. Right. Uh, come on in here, Artie. Hey, how are you? It's a real pleasure. How are you today? So I want to thank you, Artie, for setting up this interview. So let's... He said he wants to thank you for setting up the interview. No problem. He said no problem. Oh, thank you. So tell me about Artie's career. Is he going to go pro? um, Like, is he amateur right now or or just turn pro? Yeah, he's he's amateur. Okay. Is the plan to turn pro? He's considering it. He's, He's thinking about it. Okay, okay. So I know Artie has also started something very interesting. So Artie, tell me about this yeah. website, Only My Best. How did this come? And you're even wearing the shirt right now. How yeah, did this I got the long sleeve on right now. Uh, so uh, it's just an idea. That's all it was because it was uh, the hat dad wore and everything to the fight. So it was like, you know, got to do something. I was reading on the website, there's beautiful tributes there to, because you said you're a third generation fighter. There, there's so much right. respect and admiration there that you have for your father or your uncle and, and just boxing in general. You come across, I have to say, you come across like a very nice young man with with a lot of respect and family values, and I admire this, so well done. Yeah, James, you did a Thank really you. good job raising this one. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. So, so, yeah, so listen, um, I've actually come to the end of my question, so what I, I just wanted to bring you both together at the end to, first of all, thank you for your time today. Thank you for being so generous with your time. Um, James, I want to thank you for the incredible memories. You know, huge boxing fan, uh, always a Mike Tyson fan too, but everyone loves an underdog story and you are the ultimate. Uh, but, you know, we cheered you on like a Rocky movie and it's so good to see you 
see you doing good in life and giving back now to the next generation. So well done. Uh, thank you. And Artie, I want to wish you uh, continued success with your own career as well. And, thank you. Uh, so just thank huge thank you. Re big respect from Ireland, uh, from all your fans. And I wish you all the success and health uh, in the future. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. Good. I'm going to talk to you soon, guys. Okay. All right. Sounds good.